We'd like to thank Montecito Bank and Trust for their generous support in making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, I have a guest with us today. Her name is Anne. She sent uh, a very alarming message to our office. I, as you know, I'm with the district attorney's office. She had gotten an email that was frightening. It was an extortion email, and it was accusing her of doing something that she absolutely had not done. And uh, nevertheless, it was a, a very scary proposition. So she sent it along to our office, and I was able to then contact her and find out more about it. So welcome, Anne. Welcome to Scam Squad. Welcome, Anne. Hi. Thank you. Uh, let me ask you, I've had a little bit of conversation with you, and I know that you're pretty savvy about scams and that you don't just click on any link that comes across your email, but how did this particular email catch your attention? Well, I received the email, and on the subject line, it said, alert for, and then it used a common passcode that I have used in the past. And then a hyphen, and then my first name, Anne. So I was immediately like, oh my goodness, this is got to be somewhat legitimate because it knows my passcode and it knows my name. Well, that was pretty alarming. So how did it proceed from there? Well, so it wasn't that I clicked on any link or anything. It was just in the body of the email, which is visible right away without clicking on anything. Okay. And... So I started reading and it says my passcode and then it said, this is your passcode. Are you wondering how I happen to know about this? He gave his name, but I don't think it's relevant because I'm sure it's made up. He said, and I happen to know that you've been visiting pornography sites. And not only that, I have an image of you watching these pornography sites. I'm sure people do this. It's legal and it's fine. I don't ever personally do that. So I thought immediately this is a scam. But I was nevertheless shocked that they had my name and they had my passcode. That is scary that they have your password. Yes. So what exactly did he say to you? Well, he said, and I've got it right in front of me. I kind of went on and on. It was like four or five paragraphs long. The gist of it was you have two options. One is, you can give me $7,000 and this is the procedure to send it to me and no one will ever see this video of you involved in porn sites and watching porn sites and, you know, all sorts of unsavory things. Or you can ignore this and you'll find out what happens. Oh so, my goodness. I know. And my thought was, you know, I feel terrible to think that there might be someone out there who did something perfectly legal, but was kind of caught in the crosshairs of this. So, you know, one thing that you should know is that nothing did happen. I completely ignored it, sent it to the district attorney's office and did a police report. And I thank you for calling me and following up about it, but he never did anything. Nothing ever happened subsequent to this. 
So I was reading this message that you got, and not only did he accuse you of visiting these porn sites, but he said that he had somehow gotten into your computer and was able to record you supposedly watching these porn sites. Right. Or he said he had actually created some kind of a split screen video where half of the screen was showing the pornography and then the other half of the screen was showing you watching the pornography. Of course, there was no way he could have done this. Nevertheless, it was fairly alarming. And I thought it was interesting how he wanted you to pay. He said he wanted you to pay with Bitcoin. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah. As I was reading through the email, he also said he was able to get into your contact list. And the threat was that he was going to show this video to all of your contacts, friends, family right. members, family, employers. friends, co-workers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty alarming. You know, I'm curious, yeah. Anne, do you use Bitcoin? Because most people don't. I think it's very interesting. But do you think he somehow knew that you used it? Or was that just a shot in the dark? That was a shot in the dark, I think, because Bitcoin is probably untraceable. Uh-huh. Um, he, he probably thought, you know, if I was frightened by this, uh, I could have maybe written him back and said, oh, my God, I don't have Bitcoin. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I mean, I imagine the second, you know, my guess is they have tens of thousands of these letters that go out, and if they get one hit, right, uh, where somebody kind of panics and says, "Oh yes, you know, I'm guilty," if my wife finds out, that'll be the end of me mm-hmm. or my husband or whoever. Uh, so it's it's you know, it's just one of those things that they do in the hopes that one out of Right, probably a a numbers game of some sort, yeah. Yeah. I know that sometimes, uh, we've we've seen these before, and I know that sometimes the threat is, I know you're having an affair, and I'm going to expose you to, you know, friends, family members, your spouse, etc. So that's a pretty frightening email to get. Uh, When I was reading through this, there were some red flags. And I wanted to point those out. One was time. He was trying to rush you. He was telling you you have one day to reply. One day. So he was trying to pressure you into responding before you had any time to really process this and think about what you were doing. And he also told you to keep this private. And and this is always a red flag. Don't tell anybody because, of course, if you tell somebody, then they're going to say, oh, wait a minute, this is a scam. You know, don't fall for it. Just so our listeners know, if you get one of these emails, there are some red flags, flags. And this definitely is a scam. As you pointed out, you did not respond. Nothing happened to you because the truth was he hadn't been able to detect you entering porn sites. He didn't have a video of you. This was all just a big story. Well, and another thing that I have heard is that your camera, like if you like to do FaceTime on your laptop, I put a little piece of black tape on that because I don't know enough about computers to say this is absolutely possible, but I have heard that sometimes a sophisticated hacker can get into your computer 
they can access that camera and they can see you, I don't know, just working. Maybe you're around the room and you're changing clothes. I mean, any number of things. So I, I've always put a little piece of tape over that. If I want to do FaceTime, I can just take it off. But yeah. I think people should know that that is something you can do to kind of protect yourself and not leave yourself vulnerable to any, you know, buddy who's trying to frighten you or peek well, at you. Well, since there are, uh, you know, programs that allow other people to get on your computer, say you need some sort of technical help or something, I imagine if right. you were a sophisticated hacker, you probably could do that. So that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good advice, and honestly, scary when you think about it, that yes, somebody it can be watching you, and you have no idea they're watching you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, again, you know, I felt really fortunate that I knew that there was no way any of this is true, but anybody who might feel vulnerable as a result of one of these kinds of accusations, it's not against the law, and it's still a good idea to inform the police because mm -hmm. 99 times out of 100 or much smaller uh, percentage than that, pe people are just making up this information. They have nothing on you. It's, no. Exactly. Yeah. No, this no. is definitely a scam. And Anne, I really want to thank you for being willing to come on our show and talk about your experience because this will be a warning to other people if, if they encounter something like this. It won't be as frightening if they know that this is something that's happening out there. So we really appreciate you telling us about it, and uh, we appreciate uh, the tips that you have in terms of how to deal with something like this. You did exactly the right thing. You called the police. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. and i got to say thank you guys for getting the word out there because I think it's a very scary world of technology. Thank you, Anne. And the scammers are just always thinking up a new scam. And as you said, it's a numbers game. They figure if they scare enough people, somebody's going to fall for it. So thank you very much yeah. for the warning. Well, great. Well, thank you, guys. I think well, that's it for today. I'm sure, Vicki, you'll have another scam to tell us about next week. I'm afraid I will, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> just keep them coming. <laughs> I seem to be able to do that, unfortunately. Yes, you do. And how can people get a hold of you, Vicki, if they want to tell you about a scam that they're worried about? My number is area code 805-568-2442. And I'll say that again. Area code 805-568-2442. Thank you so much, Vicki. Thank you, Anne. Bye-bye now. Thanks, Patty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Scam Squad. To re-listen to today's episode and for past shows, visit hubforhumanity.com forward slash scams. That's hub number four humanity.com forward slash scams.